They're just three dudes talking MLS. It's the Gold Trolls. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Gold Trolls podcast, a special edition of the Gold Trolls podcast where there is only a single troll, me, Anthony. So I recorded this once before, but my computer froze. So I need to record this again, a little behind the scenes of how the sausage is made. Uh, It's not that exciting, and I don't have the willpower and the fire that I had the first one, even though the first one wasn't that fired up. But I will do a brief take around of my thoughts of the weekend and then we will go into an interview in which we interviewed my our good friend of the podcast, a troll himself, Jake. Lovely man, NYCFC fan, he's a gem. Uh, so without further ado, I will address the most pressing thing that happened this weekend. And that is the Van Zier incident against a player for the San Jose Earthquakes. A racial slur was hurled at a player, and there is just no excuse for that. There's no reason for that. There is no place for racism anywhere. It is disgusting. It is ugly. Van Zier needs to be benched and suspended, and it is gross. And the fact that Struber played him for a for minutes afterwards for a while was disgusting he should have been pulled and so he shouldn't have been allowed to play after those allegations were had um the goal trolls stands against racism just don't be racist it's gross don't say those things it's gross it's bad um and that's where we stand as a gold trolls and where I stand personally. Just don't be racist. But on to other things. My beloved FC Cincinnati just keep winning. It's amazing. I love it. Top of the supporter shield. Team looks good. Uh, Niazga in the back. Mascara from the Wolverhampton Wanderers has looked good in his game. Arias came over and he looks great. This team is going to be is exciting. And if we can keep it together, I fully expect at some point in the summer, Vasquez will move on to brighter pastures. And I hope he finds all, all of the accolades get poured upon him as he goes over to Europe and flexes his, his American muscle and shows that Americans can play this game at a high level, and he joins all those other guys out there that are playing at a high level, and I wish that for him, but right now I am going to enjoy it, because you got to enjoy the good times while you're in it, because you can quickly not be in the good times. On to other things. Uh, Two other teams I would like to talk about. After we talked about my favorite son, which is, you know, obviously FC Cincinnati. Um, I, I have a third son nowadays, and that will be the Chicago Fire, the forgotten middle child, right? They're, they're good. 
they're good. They uh they beat Minnesota, who who Minnesota came into town all oh we beat St. Louis City because you gotta pronounce the city part of that one. Oh we beat them, no big deal. Yeah, we're the first people to hand them their first loss in history. Well, you wanna know what they Minnesota came into Soldier Field thinking that oh we'll beat this fire team well guess what the fire said not today we are not to quote the talking heads we are not going to be burning down the house today because the fire were burning down the house i screwed up that analogy but it doesn't matter because i wrote nothing down and i am just going off my my cuffs here hoping to make it up as it comes Love that the fire won. Love that they're in playoff position. It's beautiful, and I understand it's way too early because a team can nosedive. But the quicker you can bank points and get in those positions, the easier it means that when a slide happens, every team hits a rut. You want to do good early, so when you hit that rut, you build yourself a cushion. You want to get there, build that cushion, hit that rut, survive that, and then start playing good again. So... Build that cushion now. Love that they're doing it. Love that they're in the picture. Keep pushing forward. And I think they can do something. You know, it'd just be fun. They're a fun team. And now on to my least favorite child. We talked about my favorite one. We talked about the middle child, which is the Chicago Fire. And now on to my least favorite child. The me of MLS, if you will. The LA Galaxy a team that has is just each week falls from grace more and more and more and you, and you don't think that how can this team get even worse and what do they do they get blown out 3 nothing to Houston they look terrible in the process they aren't playing good they aren't playing exciting they get chicharito back and he comes in off the bench but that doesn't change the dynamic of how the team looked at all and on top of that you have the embarrassment of caseras touching a ref during a var decision getting a red card and putting his team down in that situation they were only down by one goal you could salvage that you can play hard you can get that goal tie the game up walk away with at least getting a point but what they give up to after being down a man and just they they look awful and my it's just terrible to see this team be this bad they are you know they're the league darlings they've they've won everything in this league they used to be the most dominant team in this league they made rules in which got them players superstars they helped build this league they are part of the foundation that is mls and all of the teams that have come after it you know uh, let's not lie what we all would love to be like them the glory years of them winning championships getting the superstars, your Beckhams, your Donovans. Who doesn't want that for their team? The LA Galaxy are that. And their owners now do not want that for that team. And it's embarrassing. And that's all I have to say about that. So, without, I will, we will go to the interview with our good friend Jake. Um, Jake, as I mentioned, NYCFC fan. We'll talk about it during the interview. We'll talk about our little story that ended up us sitting pitch side at a game against columbus during the save the crew era of columbus 
So we'll talk about that and just a little thoughts on that outside of soccer. That moment, you know, they play at Yankee Stadium. We all make fun of them. What was really cool is walking onto center field at Yankee Stadium. I adore baseball. It's it's a perfect sport in my opinion, and I love it so much. This isn't a baseball podcast, so do not think you're going to be hearing all sorts of takes about the Arizona Diamondbacks, if they're legit or not, or why the Orioles need to sign Adley Rushman. If you're even listening this far, you're not going to get that, okay? You're going to get MLS takes. But being able to walk out center field, Yankee Stadium, I, that's just, I still get goosebumps just thinking about it, even though it was for an MLS game. Still looked up at the bright lights, saw the grass of the outfield, walked through the bullpen, that same bullpen where Mariano Rivera would warm up, I, I walked through there, essentially making me the Mariano Rivera of podcasts. So without further ado, let's go to our interview with Jake. It's interview time, that's our favorite time, cause it's interview time. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Goal Trolls, a special episode where I am interviewing our friend and a troll of the pod, the NYCFC fan, Jake. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing good. Is there a video version of this available? Because I'm doing a fist pump right now. Yeah, I can confirm, guys. He is fist pumping the air. When I said NYCFC, he got pumped. He got hyped. Uh, oh yeah but Good no video. video of this goes up because i don't think our <laughs> our average of 15 <laughs> listeners don't want to see our face and we don't want to lose listeners so we will not be putting our faces up <laughs> but anyway jake how how have you been i've been good been good nice uh, nice uh we know you have recently moved away to Taiwan, but you are yes. still trying to follow MLS in your free time when you get a chance. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's been a little bit harder these past few weeks, so I haven't been keeping up to date, really, but... It's tough. Um, they are in six states. Yep, they're... They, they are 2-3-2 two, and two so far on the season. Uh, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more from a team that just won the championship a few seasons ago, which we'll get into later on. Uh, but so far this season, from what you know and what you've followed, how do you feel the season has been going for you guys? It's been okay. It seems like a typical season for New York City, kind of just average, (laughs) especially to start off with, you know? All right. Um, Usually it kind of takes us a little while to get going, uh, but hopefully we can pick up some momentum here before July. Usually in like the summer, we'll kind of get into like a little slump. And then in the fall, we'll pick it back up uh, for a playoff push. Usually yeah. how it goes. So it seems to be just on the same track as usual. It doesn't seem to be I'm, I'm missing too much. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just... Early season MLS is, we've talked about it on previous episodes, it's difficult to follow because it just doesn't matter. Like, 
you want to get points now, but the season is so long and they it just goes on for a very long time. Um, but in big NYCFC news that I think we haven't really talked about in person, uh, and it's a good chance to get you on the pod to talk about it. The, uh, they're going to be getting their own stadium. How do you feel about that? I'm so excited. So excited. Even though I do like the Yankee stadium, um, that seems to be a little, maybe a bit of a controversy in MLS circles. People don't like the baseball stadium. <laughs> I like the baseball stadium. I think it's different. Uh, but actually having their own stadium, uh, that's going to be awesome. That's And it's going to be in the Bronx, right? Are they going to be in the Bronx? No, it'll be in Queens. It'll be next to City oh, Field. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Next to City Field. Yeah. So, um, I... Hmm. Like that, and as you've known, we have gone to games before together. Uh, we will yeah. talk about a very uh, interesting incident between us that ended us sitting pitch side against Columbus one day. Uh, yeah. that was but awesome. you know, I, I like that they're getting their own stadium because I have noticed with the Apple deal in the better quality coverage of MLS, we have like legitimate cameras now, which are, which is weird in MLS. Like every team looks legitimate. Yeah. Yankee Stadium has looked, it has never looked worse <laughs> on the field. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. I I have to admit that one. But so, how would you? How did you become a fan of NYCFC? Have you been there since day one, rooting on I this have, team? Yes, I have been there since day one. I got, you know, in America, everybody has like a different, you know, soccer isn't really part of the culture. So you just kind of have to like find it yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big New York Giants fan. Passionate. But I was a New York, passionate New York Giants fan. But, you know, I grew up as a kid. My dad is also a big New York Giants fan, so I just grew up with football every Sunday when you were a kid. But so there isn't something like that with soccer. Soccer, you kind of have to find it yourself because it's just not big in America. Yeah. So I got I first got into soccer was the World Cup before New York City started. And, and what was that? Twenty fourteen was that World Cup? It might have been that one, yeah. Was it 2014? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was 2014 because it was 2014, 18, France won, and 2022 was the past one. Okay. So, yeah, the Brazil yeah. World Cup. And then after that, so I started watching that. Um, at work, they had it on the TVs. And we would just watch it, just stand there and watch it. Yeah, I remember that. We were working together at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were supposed to be working. We were just standing there. <laughs> the TV on, we were watching soccer. We were like, this is awesome. Uh, and then Kevin told me that, oh, you got to get into MLS. There's going to be a new New York City team. And I was like, boom. That's, That's going to be my team. That's my and team, you, New York City. Yes. I've been a fan ever since. You stuck with them thick and thin, even through the great... Pierlo and Lampard years that were just 
But those were disastrous years, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like it's kind of chaotic. <laughs> yeah, those felt like that time period of MLS where it was bring in the big star who once played in Europe, bring that guy in, and then yeah. that was it. But now it, everybody who's listening. You know, it was kind of tough because that was like the team everybody made fun of for a couple of years. Yeah. We were called the retirement home. Yeah, the the New York retirement home was real back then. Yeah. So then after some leaner years, even though you had two incredible European superstars, after some lean years... um. A few years ago, you guys won the championship. You won it all. You, you took home the, the, the top trophy that you could win in MLS. How, how do you feel about that? I, I saw you that night after, uh, and you were, you were pretty happy. But take me through your mindset through that game, which ended in penalties, if I remember correct. Yeah. Yeah, it ended in penalties. It was an insane game. That was... Um, you're playing the Sounders? Yes. Um, emotion, it was a roller coaster. It really was a roller coaster. And it seemed <laughs> to be like, it was, it was a very typical New York City FC game where they always keep it close. And then you just have a feeling that, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to give up, uh, the tie. They're going to let, they're going to let, they're letting them hanging around all game. And something's going to happen at the end of the game. We've seen this a bunch of times with New York City FC, where they come up short. They uh, uh, they let the other team get that late goal. And so it was a roller coaster, but it was kind of like expected. It's like, I know how this is going to end up. <laughs> and once it gets into penalties, it's just like, you just got you just got to pray. You just got to close your eyes. <laughs> and just hoping. <laughs> so it it was a pretty pretty wild wild experience. Um and then that, that entire I mean that, that 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 was pretty much the entire season. The entire season yeah, I think it was I don't think people were expecting us to make it that far. And the, we were known to choke in the playoffs. We're known that playoff choker uh before. And we had a big slump at the end of that season. Uh it is in September and August and September, we were slumping. And I was like, man, we're not. We look terrible. <laughs> and then, like, October happened, and we started to win a couple more games. And then we just got on this, like, high, this playoff high, and were able to make it to the championship game. Oh, I love that so for it, you. It, it was a very typical New York City FC season. And whatnot. It wasn't like it was a special, a really special season. It was a typical up and down, kind of slumping here. We're winning games here, we're slumping here, and then at, we just got got really good in the playoffs that year. At what point during the season or during the playoff run did you think like, do we have a chance at winning this? Was it? Was it before the finals? Did you ever have confidence? Like, I think this team is good enough to win it all. Yeah, I think when we made it to the semifinals, uh, 
I was like, I think we have a good chance of being Philly, and they had their injuries or COVID stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I think at that point when we made it to the semifinals, I was like, I think there's a decent chance. I was again, I wasn't trying to, I'm not the type of person that gets trying to get my hopes. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, we we got this. But I'm like, yeah, we got this with Philly. And then we got another game after that. We were playing really good. We got the momentum, right? We were kind of underdogs. We kind of were riding on that underdog wave a little bit. Yep. And by the time uh, we got to the semifinals uh, against Philadelphia, against the Union, um, I thought we had like a decent, like, decent chance to win it all. But I was getting my hopes out. I was still like, hey, we just see where it goes. See where it goes. Now, that was um the incredible striker you guys had who just dominated the league you sold him last season to uh he went to la liga he made the jump to europe now was that his first season in nyfc when you won the championship no uh i can't Uh, remember his name it escapes me i just tried to look it up online but i couldn't find it um Oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. I know, so am I now. (laughs) He was absolutely incredible. He was great. great. He was like the Alamada. Was Was it? That wasn't his first season? I think it was his second. Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. His name is on the tip of my tongue. Castellanos. Castellanos. There we go. Castellanos. My God, what a season he had. Yeah, incredible season. He he just he killed it. He he felt like he almost carried that team on his back at moments. Oh yeah, I think yeah, he did. On the offense on the offense, yeah. He's and um now this ties into more of a uh modern day question and I know you, you mentioned off the top, you don't have as much time right now. The Everything's a little topsy-turvy. But yeah. no Sean Johnson on your team. I feel like he has yeah. been on that team since, you know, when when I was trying to get into MLS before I really fully committed and everything. Uh, he's He's always been a part of that team. So how do you feel without seeing him in a Toronto jersey and playing for that team how does that make you feel yeah i feel it feels kind of bad uh, i don't you know i wasn't really able to follow the off season as much so i don't know what why he changed you know maybe if new york city wasn't offering the money for the new contract for a new contract uh or maybe he just wanted to get out i don't know uh but it does suck. It sucks. It sucks to see him play for another team because he's been he's played really well for us the past few few years. So just yeah. I feel like he's always been like the backbone of that team. Uh because we've been to a few games together. Yeah. Uh which is probably a story we should tell together on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> where where um <laughs> To give everybody a little, little fun little story time, we were at 
we went to go see them play Columbus. Yep. And we are just walking around the stadium, walking around Yankee Stadium with time to kill. Early. Yeah. We went there early and we we ate some food at Yankee Stadium and the NYCFC fans know, you know, you, you got some pretty good Chinese food at that place. And yeah. we, we ate and we're walking around and a guy comes up to us and he goes, are you two guys NYCFC fans? And I had a scarf at the time. You had you had a shirt and we were like, yep. And he was like, would you like upgraded seats? To which we responded, do they cost money? Yeah. <laughs> What what foolish men we were. Do they cost money? A man's coming up to you. And this was just some dude, right? It wasn't like some guy, yeah. like, you know, it's not like some guy in a suit or yeah, something, no, just he, some random dude. So we didn't even know, like, are you serious? He looked like an intern, quite frankly. Yeah. And I think he was. Yeah. I think he didn't care yeah. about the job. He's like, I have to intern for the Yankee-owned soccer team like i don't care i'm fresh out of college i I, whatever this is a summer internship program and he comes up and and we were like yeah and he was we when we asked him does it cost money i remember him looking at us like oh oh you you two are like you two don't get what's about to happen do you and we were like uh what so they upgraded our seats to where we got to sit pitch side at the NYCFC game at Yankee Stadium against Columbus, in which they did win that game. I do remember that. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a very good game, if I if I remember. Um, but uh, take me through that moment for you. You got to. You've been a fan of this team ever since, and you've got to hold on to that moment of seeing your team at pitch level, a thing soccer fans all around the world dream of happening. Yeah, it was really kind of surreal. We were like just hanging out, and then all of a sudden we're on pitch side. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready to finish the game. Um, and I think the, the, mo- the most, the best part it was they were playing against Columbus, which was, you know, they knocked us out the year before out of the playoffs. So we we had a bit of a heated rivalry at the time. And experiencing that game, and so I was already pumped for the game because I'm like, Columbus, let's go, let's get them. And then being on pitch side just heightened those emotions tenfold. And just being there on pitch side and there are other people and when the cheering with the other people chirping, chirping at the at the players, at the Columbus player as they, you know, near the near the pitch side yeah that was the save the crew era columbus too right yeah 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 when the rumors were swirling i think i remember shouting some unsavory things like i hope you move to them (laughs) nobody likes your team even your own city And it turns uh, out um, I ended up becoming a fan of the team that also hates Columbus. So I still get to hold that Columbus <laughs> hatred in my heart against them. <laughs> and I remember uh, like, oh, people like that. That was like the team to like, too, because they were like, save the crew. So yeah. that was like the, the team that everybody was rooting for. And I was like, no, fuck that. They knocked us out of the playoff. <laughs> I don't care. I want them to move out of Columbus. 
<laughs> I want their fans, they're the few fans that they have to suffer. Oh, I uh, love that. I love the rivalry, you know. And and that that whole experience was just great. And I think one of the best parts was the food. We got free buffet. Yes. We got buffet to food. eat in that, that was, private I mean, box. Because we had already eaten, we had already eaten Chinese food. But we were that didn't stop us. We were like, we're getting this buffet. Oh yeah. I remember being so full. And us just, yeah. I remember the lady giving us wristbands and we were like, we can just come in and leave this place as we see fit. And she was like, yep. And there, it there, was, there, yeah, it, it was evident. There's this experience where this is just how the other half lives. This is how <laughs> the people with money live their life. And just these two guys from upstate New York somehow got into this world and I remember feeling everybody being like, oh, this is cool, because these two don't ever expect something like this to happen yeah. in their lives. And they were all so nice. And we ate in that private, if you guys know of Yankee Stadium, that center field tinted window box that sits up above center field. That's where we ate at halftime. And it was incredible food. But... Uh, any moment up there to, to watch the game too. Those were like the boxed. Yes, they were. Because I remember we were we were still eating kind of when. Yeah, yeah. When the like we could have stayed up there, but we were like pitch side. We're gonna go yeah, pitch, side. pitch side. What? <laughs> the the other crazy thing about sitting pitch side is the other moment I remembered when there was like kids there just on their cell phones. Like, who who cares about this? And I. <laughs> I hate to sound like an old boomer when I'm like kids on their cell phones. But that was a that was a moment of like, oh yeah, they're used to this. This is this is where they sit. This is their season tickets. <laughs> um, but is there a moment outside of that moment and maybe the championship that is a moment that stands out in your head of being an NYCFC fan? Uh, not really. I mean, not a specific moment. Those two moments were probably the most, were the best moments. Yeah, that, just that makes sense. Just like the typical, just like the up and down of the past few, especially before we won the championship, just like getting knocked out of the playoffs, just being miserable, just like, and the, the David Villa years, Yes. Extremely frustrating. Uh, yes. Just, yeah, just no, nothing specific like pitch side and winning I the mean, cup. Those but, are two pretty incredible moments that are hard to top. So winning their first cup, being there for that, watching that game, and go watching the pitch side, then be Columbus crew. And. Uh, and Winning the cup before Crosstown Rivals. There is another New York team. I forgot. The Red Bulls. How many do they have? A lot of cups? Um, since the two Red Bull fans aren't here for this week, we can say whatever we want about the Red Bulls and their inept yeah. offense and their inability to ever do anything but win a supporter's shield sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I would say uh, another highlight was going to the Red Bulls Arena last year with uh, Kevin and Ben. 
That's right. And you why, win. You, why did New York City beat them? I think it was Ca- not Cassiano's last game. His second to last game, I think. Might have oh, been his okay. last game. Might have seen him do his last goal. Oh, that's sure. exciting. I don't know if he scored the next week. So, um, how do you feel about that rivalry? Was that a great rivalry to go to? Oh, yeah, it was great. You've been to them a few times, right? You've gone with Kevin to see the Red Bulls play NYCFC a few times? Yeah, I think we went and saw at Yankee Stadium. Oh, We saw a Red Bulls New York City game at Yankee Stadium. Was... I love the rivalry. It's great. Now... It, it really feels like I, I think one of the things I like about soccer is like these teams like it feels like they really hate each other. Where I feel like in other sports, like the media will try to like hype it up, and it's just like oh, but they're they don't really hate each other. But it, it feels like New York City and Red Bulls they really don't like each other. <laughs> well, yeah, each one is looking for soccer dominance over the city. That's true. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah. So would you then say your lowest moment as a fan was the Red Wedding? Yes. Getting crushed by the Red Bulls? Absolutely. That was one of the worst. Worst losses, especially to that (laughs) team. Uh, Yeah, I was just... I I honestly feel like I blacked out that memory. (laughs) <laughs> i probably like turned off i don't even think i finished watching the game i'm just like Fuck oh, this. it was that bad huh yeah yeah that that makes sense now to to broaden our scope here you moved overseas and mm-hmm. you did call in for some world cup matches this year so just take us through your world cup experience being overseas yeah well i was excited about the world cup you know approaching yeah but i was a little bit nervous because i'm like i'm in taiwan how am i gonna watch time zones all you know the time's all different they're playing the guitar Mm -hmm. and um, i don't have a tv here i'm sure they were showing it on tv but i don't have a tv in my apartment um and I could do, you know, stream it. And I did do do that for a couple of games, but I was like, I wanted to watch it on like a TV. And so I was trying to figure out how I could watch it because the bars here, they're not, they weren't, they weren't, they're not going to be open, especially where I live. There are no bars where I live uh, that's going to be open that late. Um, and then I was at the 7 Eleven one day, a couple of weeks before. The World Cup started, and I see an ad. It's all in Chinese, but it's I see got soccer players on it from different. I think it had Messi on it, um, and I was like, "Oh shit, are they playing the World Cup at the Seven Elevens? Are they going to just play the entire tournament at Seven Eleven?" And it turned out that they were. Oh. And Seven Eleven is is open twenty four seven, so they're open all day, open all day. Oh. And so I was like, oh, shit, I got to go. So well, I don't know, one of the matches, I don't know which one. I was like, I went down to 7-Eleven. And this 7-Eleven is great because they have like a small little bar. 
So I'm like, it's like midnight. And I'm like, yeah, give me a beer and I'm going to watch. They had the soccer game playing on the, their big screen TV oh, behind, that's the, amazing. behind the car. So I, that's my World Cup experience was watching uh, watching the World Cup at 7-Eleven. And there was another guy there too, another uh, 50-year-old Chinese guy. He doesn't know any English. Um, <laughs> uh, what was he? I think he was a big Argentina fan. Or something. Oh, I love and, that. We were just throughout the next month. We, me, and him were just watching the World Cup, drinking beers. Oh, and that's amazing. Communicate. My Chinese is really bad. Yeah. He doesn't English, so we're just like, oh yeah, oh, kick, 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 kick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, becoming a soccer fan that's that's the power of soccer it's an international sport that we can all understand and appreciate the big plays some of the international students i work with we all like to just talk about soccer the next day after a weekend you know they're premier league fans they're they're big chelsea fans so i always get to be Mm. like ah fuck chelsea but (laughs) um so then how has the have you experienced any other uh, instances of the international soccer and the global sport that is soccer being over there in Taiwan? Is it a... No, I don't think it's a thing. I don't think soccer's very big in Asia. It's more... Baseball is the big sport here. Oh, that's uh, exciting. Have you gone to any baseball games baseball. yet? Not yet, but I plan on it. I think they're starting the season soon. Okay. They might have started already, actually. Uh do you have a... Oh, do you have a local team near you that you'll be able to go see frequently? I actually don't know. The team, well, first off, they're not, their teams aren't based off location. They're based, the teams are owned by companies, corporations. Oh, interesting. So there's not like a Taipei Lions, you know, it's not like right. it's identified by their location, by their cities. So I don't actually know. I haven't really looked into the baseball stadium yet. Okay, well, next time we have the honor. I don't think they they might not have home stadiums. I think they just kind of, because it's such a small island. Yeah. You just play games here and there, maybe. I I haven't looked too much into it. Um, I'm trying to see what the actual league is called. Well, next time you come on for an interview, if we do one later on Maybe. this summer, which we should do with having Ben and Kevin here and have a full uh, yeah. full interview of all four of us, you should give us an update on the Taiwan yeah, Baseball Leagues. That would be fun. Even though it's a soccer podcast. But... Yeah, but, you know, eventually we stop talking about soccer, regardless of... <laughs> you know, we support all sports and... Exp- and and the cross-cultural experience that sports brings us, and that's why we love it. Uh, mm. So have, do you have, have you seen anything on, from the current deal with Apple? Have you caught any games yet through Apple I mean, just the opening, Just the opening day when I uh, called in to you guys. You're yes, watching us get right. Yep. Uh, that was the only time uh, I haven't paid for. I thought it was a great service. I thought it was great. I was really happy with, impressed. 
with the quality of the broadcast. Uh, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's great having all the games in one streaming service. You pay one price, you get access to everything. And what was their what did they call the uh, the MLS three sixty? The three sixty. That's when they have uh, all the games and they switch. It's like their yeah. red zone. Red zone. That was great. That was really cool. So how's it been? I'm assuming you've been watching it every week. How's yes, it is a lot of games to watch. (laughs) I my complaints are you know just too many too many games at once. When like five games start at seven thirty, and you want to watch this team and this team because this is an interesting matchup, it's just a lot to follow and my. You know, 360 is cool, but the 360 will show you the goals, you know, not really. Let's take a live look into this game. So you don't really get uh, some of the buildup from time to time or, you know, I miss a chunk of 360 because Cincinnati is playing or I need to hate watch the LA Galaxy, which has been my favorite thing to do all season because they are winless and they are pathetic and they are lifeless. But uh, I'm sure you will hear a bit of me doing the, you know, for listeners who made it to the interview, I'm sure you will hear me open up the podcast with talking about what I call my least favorite son, the L.A. Galaxy. But your problem with it is there's too many games playing at once. Yes, there's. And, you know, like, did they do that? Did they change? I can't remember, like, because before I really only watched New York City FC, but they then yes. all playing the game at once. Is that new so, to the to the season or? Yes. So beforehand, when you could watch it all on ESPN with blackouts, in which Apple does not have blackouts, and it is very nice. So I do not want yeah. to make it seem like. You know, we have complaints against the whole Apple system. This is a league that was streaming on Twitter last year. So keep that in mind, people, when when you're like, the Apple deal sucks. We were streaming on Twitter last year. Those are the the biggest streams. Sports sports games I've ever watched. That, That was terrible. That, those were awful quality and it some games looked like it was somebody's vhs recording of a game in their backyard but the i love the quality of being able to watch every game and it looks uniform my only thing as i is i'm just stagger the starts right have have a 4 p.m start time you know where, right. where two teams kick off at four and then you know have like four teams kick off at 7.30 and then have some teams start at 9.30 or 8. But when you have, you know, five teams start at 7.30, four teams start at 8.30, it's hard to cover, like, nine teams in a condensed two-hour segment. Right. Because you want to watch it all. And they have no games on Sunday, and it would just have two or three games on Sunday. Oh, just two or three games on Sunday. They used to have more games on Sunday. They have none on Sunday right now. Wait, none? Zero. Oh, every game is played on Saturday night. What? Yeah, it's it's a lot. 
with a league of twenty nine teams, it's a lot of soccer. Yeah, but you know, it's it's a, it's a new deal. It's year one. They gotta work things out. They gotta work things out. I think it's a it's a move in the right direction. I think I didn't know that. I didn't know about that. They condensed all the games. Yeah. You know, like that. Uh, because I remember, like, I wish I could watch more soccer. But yeah. I we have time for New York City FC and other games at weird times or blackouts was always frustrating. Yeah, blackouts so are the worst. Apple was coming in and putting everything just on one streaming, no blackouts. So the I'm might... still kind of debating whether I want to. I just haven't had the time. Do they have free stuff? Do they? Does Apple do? You have to pay. Did they put I... everything behind the paywall, or are there some games that like oh, some special games will? I think there's one free game a weekend. One um, free game. I don't know because I did pay for it, so I just click on whatever game I want to watch. But if you are on the fence, I do. I will recommend anybody who wants to follow MLS buy it, you know, spend that $100. You can watch your team. You can watch the, they, the 360 show, which wallet has its warts. They are learning. It is year one of trying a completely new thing. Name a league that can try something new in one year and have it work. Nobody can do that. You know, the NFL has their success in red zone because they have done it for how many years now? A ridiculously long time. Right. So then a few more questions for you. How do you feel um, through watching NYCFC from their inception to not just where they are now, but following the league from where it was then to where it is now? How do you feel the league has been growing? Do you, do you like the direction it's headed in as kind of this you know, take South American youngsters who could be superstars, use us as a stepping stone, it's whatever. Are you okay with this kind of model that the league is going in in that direction to build money? And Yeah, I think uh, in that regard, I think it's fine. Um, I mean, it sucks that we lost Castellanos, but um, it kind of keeps, I think, the league fresh. It's young people from around the world, maybe more interested uh, to try us out. Uh, in terms of how uh, the league has transformed, you know, we I, we see, I've seen a couple different iterations of the their playoff system. <laughs> and I think they nailed it the last time. So hopefully they can keep it like that. I don't know if they announced specifically like the playoff schedule for this season. Uh, but hopefully we don't get any weird like two week breaks. Uh, I think that's where most of the change has been happening throughout the past few. Um, is the playoff structure? They went from using legs and, uh, to do more tournament based, but then mm -hmm. they had the international breaks in the middle of the playoff. Mm -hmm. And then last season, no international breaks, right? Were there? Yeah. No. Yeah, no international breaks, and it was just condensed. And more, and it was kind of similar to like how the NFL does uh, their playoff system. So I, hopefully, I think that was the best 
last season the, the best structure of the playoffs. Have it all within like a month, right? Yeah. Playoff tournament, single elimination playoff tournament. No international breaks, no legs. So I think that's like the best. Uh, I think that's where they progress the most is the playoff structure. Hopefully they keep it like that. Well, I don't think they are because each week something new comes out about how they're trying to change it because it is oh, really? evident Apple wants as many games as humanly possible to oh, be played. Oh, are they are they going to do series? Don't tell me they're going to do series. Le- there was a there was a proposal for a while where they were going to be doing a World Cup style playoff oh, tournament. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Which to that's me personally is just a disaster. It don't make those players play a whole season and then have to play in games to win a group and then play in knockout games. It seems like too much. I think I agree with you. I think last season's you made the playoffs. It's now single elimination, win and move on. I thought that was awesome. I loved every bit of that. Yeah, so they want to do a, like a World Cup that, that involves all the teams or a certain the, the worst teams don't get into this. The group stage is that yes it would be happen? teams that qualify for it okay so you have to qualify for it. yeah but, but this has um, been set in stone. no no it seems like nothing is set in stone and every like month we have a new like this might be the new proposed playoff format <laughs> and it's <laughs> the season started we're not gonna we're not really sure how the playoffs are gonna uh, play it's... out and we're gonna start playing the season yeah i don't know uh ben would know more than that than i do because sometimes i read them and it doesn't the information doesn't click in my head but uh, how do you feel now do you know anything about the new tournament called the leagues cup which will also be on apple tv in the middle of the summer yeah that's in the middle of the summer is that replacing the open u.s no the open cup is Still happening, in which the round three draws were just released a few days ago on Thursday, I believe they did the draw. So if anybody's looking for when their team is playing in the Open Cup, you can go online and look up all that. This is a tournament between MLS and Liga MX, and it will be a World Cup-style tournament that pauses for like a month in the middle of the season in which the uh, Liga MX will duke it out against MLS, and the winner of that will get a guaranteed spot in the CONCACAF Champions League. How do you feel about this tournament? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I think... I, I like international games. I like, especially, you know, Continental. That could be really cool. Uh, it just seems like a lot of tournaments. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of games. So this is going to be all, this will all be played. This will all be played in what, like a two? Like how, how big of a break are they? Are they? Are they I believe going? Believe it's is a, it like a month-long break. It's a month-long break in the middle of the season. That's a lot. Yeah, or maybe like and this six week. Yes, every team. Six so every team. How many teams is in Liga MX? Let me look this up. Um, 
Oh my god, I forgot. Oh, League's Cup. It is... It will include all clubs and... Oh, I went to the Wikipedia and it's way too much reading right now for a podcast that nobody wants to hear somebody yeah. silently read. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But it just, it just um, seems like and this now like six a month break. That just, that just seems like a lot. Is this gonna be every season, every year? Uh yes. So it will be a Starting in 2023, the League's Cup will be contested by all MLS and Liga MX clubs during a month-long pause in their retrospective seasons, with three Champions League berths awarded to the finalists and the third-place finisher and the winner qualifying directly to the round of 16. I personally, I'm all on board. I love this. Everybody... It feels like a lot of people love to dunk on MLS and they're like, you guys have, you know, there's no tradition and it's stupid. All this stuff is gimmicky, but like, let's stop pretending like the only reason we love all these other tournaments and for people who love follow and love European soccer. Well, it's because they've existed for almost a hundred years, but there was a point when those tournaments started and people were like, I don't see the point in that. You know, there's a point when the Champions League first came around, which is if 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 you're listening to this podcast, you know what the Champions League is. But if you don't, it's where all the best teams in Europe play each other and for like the greatest trophy in club soccer. Well, when that first started, people were probably like, well, that's stupid. We won our domestic league. Why do we need to play in these other leagues? So that's why I like this. You know, who who knows where this goes, but maybe in 20, 30 years, we'll look back and be like, this is a pretty cool tournament. That happens every year. You know, you get a chance to be something, to prove you're better than just your own domestic leagues, to prove you're better than beating up the winless LA Galaxy or <laughs> uh, whatever Florida team you're beating up on. So in the in the Champions League, it just seems like a big. I mean, I think it's a great. I love the tournaments, and I think it, the, the international thing is cool. I just I'm a little bit concerned about a month long to six week break in the middle yeah. of the season. That, that's the only thing that seems concerning. I I would maybe like maybe just have the best MLS teams and the best league MX teams kind of condense tournament a little bit instead of using all the is that how they do? What do they do in the Champions League? They all the European leagues go against all the. So in the Champions League, so basically, like how many teams are in the Champions League? So to qualify for Champions League, it's like the top three in the Premier League make it. The previous or the top four in the Premier League, uh, the previous winner gets a guaranteed in whether they finish in the top four or not of a league. So, like, each league has a certain amount of spots in which gives them qualification. So what this League's Cup does for us is 
it opens up three new spots for potential Liga MX teams, MLS teams to get to the CONCACAF Champions League. So the CONCACAF Champions League and MLS, to get there, you either need to win in the playoffs, win the Supporters' Shield, or win the U.S. Open Cup. Those are the only three ways in. So this now gives other teams an opportunity, and as we have all seen with these type of cup soccer, anything can happen. So that's why I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. I think it'll also just be fun because how much fun is I... tournaments? <laughs> tournaments, yeah. Um, and expecting the season is uh, the MLS season going to be extended to compensate for this break? I, you know, don't know. I should. I should fun? know, but I do not actually remember um, that's okay you know there's just, there's so much mls all the time there's just too much mls oh you're nycfc drew drew today oh nice yeah while well, we were recording this podcast so they will hang on they are now in seventh place hanging on Tied with the Chicago Fire in points. Uh, but one last question before we conclude this interview. Have you seen and or heard any of the messy rumors about him possibly coming to MLS? And while it looks like day by day, it's getting slimmer and slimmer. I like to hold on hope that one day he'll come to MLS. How do you feel about it being a fan of the league and having seen guys like Lampard and Pirlo come to this league and do absolutely nothing. How would you yeah, feel I, if Messi came to the league? I heard about this and I just, yeah, after seeing those guys not really produce much, not that interested. Oh, okay. Interesting. That is a different take than the rest of us on the pod. Everybody else is excited. Well, yeah, you know, at the end of the... I'm really familiar. I don't have any... I don't really watch European... I don't know anything about okay. European soccer. I don't know anything about Premier League. So, for me... Uh, I okay. It's whatever. Yeah. You know, I think the general excitement is... It's messy. I mean, he'll sell out every stadium he goes to. Who wouldn't want to get a chance to see one of the greatest... He'd probably be the biggest, he'd be bigger than any of the other previous guys to come over, right? Oh, yeah. He would be, hands down, the, the biggest player to ever play in MLS. Like, bigger than Zlatan? Oh, way bigger than Zlatan. I mean, yeah. there's, there's kids on my street that own Messi jerseys. I have never seen a Zlatan <laughs> jersey outside of soccer people. <laughs> I mean, that's just... Yeah. The, the impact and the eyes in which he would pull to the league and the amount of money that would pour in to all of these teams, it would be incredible. So I, I had a students here in Taiwan that would bring up Messi. Yeah, that's, I mean, oh. he's the biggest athlete in the world. Maybe in our lifetime, we will ever see. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I 
I didn't really know that his, you know, the power of Messi. So I mean, it'd be cool. To, I think it would be cool if that did come to, to MLS. That would be huge for MLS. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, Jake, and with this, um, I would like to conclude our interview. Do you have uh, any uh, closing thoughts you would like to leave? Um, no, Dana, thanks for having me on here. Uh, Anytime. Hopefully, hopefully next time I watch some more soccer. I've been lacking. Uh, it happens. Time to, uh, so hopefully next time I, I'll be more prepared to talk we soccer. Should... We should hopefully Kevin and Ben will be on here so we can do some good old trash talking. Oh, I would love to see that. A a t- a man who roots for a team who wins championships <laughs> against a team who's won supporter shields. And that's right. it. Uh anyway, uh thank you everybody for listening. And I'll talk to you guys on the other side of this. Wow. We're all done. What a great time that was. If you're listening this far, thank you very much. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at the Gold Trolls. We have a Gmail, the Gold Trolls at gmail.com. You can send in any questions, comments, concerns, roast us, whatever you want to say, send it to us. Um, thank you for listening uh, and making it this far. Uh, Next week, we should return to normal with a normal podcast covering week eight action. Um, So have a good night, good day, good week. Enjoy the weekend, relax, and then get ready for some MLS action. So, so long, everybody.